Thank you to Chris Franklin for these lyrics. The world has caught a virus, so I've written you a poem. We need your help to cure it, so stay the fuck at home. And if you have got 12 kids or you're living on your own, lock it down and isolate and stay the fuck at home. If you think you're not at risk here, you're living in a dome. It spreads faster than a hooker's leg, so stay the fuck at home. I need the gym, I need the beach, I hear you bitch and moan. You need to grow a brain cell and stay the fuck at home, but I feel fine. I don't feel sick. I'll go out on my own. How thick are you, you selfish prick? Please just stay the fuck at home. From L.A. through to Berlin, from Wuhan through to Rome. There's people dying every day, so stay the fuck at home. If you need to contact family, use Facebook, Skype, or phone. We've got the fucking internet, so stay the fuck at home. The only way to slow it down is isolate, not roam. Please help the world get back on track and stay the fuck at home. Stay the fuck at home. Stay the fuck at home. Don't you be a fucking dick. Please stay the fuck at home. Stay the fuck at home. Drop what you're doing. Make this a priority. And now, it's time for Guys Not on the Radio with Shap. He's a party on skates. And JC. The little girly man. Shap. If you stuck a lump of coal up his ass, in two weeks you have a diamond. And JC. They think he's a righteous dude. Is this it? I mean, is this two bowls of M&M's and some balloons? You know what, Phyllis? I think you need to step it up. Because if I'm not mistaken, we gave you your wedding shower here. We all came into this room and gave you a golden shower. That's disgusting. You are fake news. You're killing me, Smalls. <laughs> it's Shap and JC and the Guys Not On The Radio podcast. Well, that's it. I'm going to see a man about a wallaby. <laughs> Let me turn on my mic. See if that works. There we go. How you guys doing? Ah, uh, good. Uh, that was exciting. You did a heck of a job there in the intro. There. <laughs> Thanks, bud. Let me turn that Get down. You, yeah, you, you ready? Got... Yeah, let's do it, man. Welcome to another episode of Guys Not on the Radio, our podcast deal. Hope that the sounds okay and all that good stuff. It's uh something we need help with you can uh if, if we need to adjust a microphone you can go ahead and message us on one of the many facebook watches that are going on right now of this uh jc phillips over there on the one end i'm Shaft. we've got some special guests with us tonight who do you uh, want to start for start with here well let's start with uh the guest from last week uh is back and i believe i don't know if we can hear the professor but i believe i have the picture of of the professor's first day of in quarantine, <laughs> and they're right there. And, oh, they're nice. And that's uh, that's what he looked like when he went into quarantine. But I think now we're on day seven. There it is. <laughs> uh, greetings, crew. Hello, everyone. How are you, Professor Moptop? 
I'm very good. How is everyone in uh, not on the radio end? <laughs> um, well, I, so far we're okay. There was, you know, there's a tornado watch where we're at right now. I don't know what it's uh, up by you or not, but um, uh, so far we've dodged a bullet. I haven't seen anything major yet. There was a warning, I think, that was like further north of us, but uh, so far. We haven't had to, like, stop this so I can go do my other job on the radio and actually report that there's tornadoes. <laughs> so, so far, so good. So it's coming your way. Yes. All right. Well, let me know. <laughs> All right. All yeah, right. I'm way up on the second floor. I could be in trouble here. Like, you know, I, I don't know how I could, I, you know, there might be something I can move down to the basement to continue. But, uh, you know, now I got this little mic arm thing that JC hooked me up with and everything and. I'm all professional now, so that's that's never me. So, well, very good, and uh, we have a uh, reunited, and it feels so good, right? Yeah, you we too? need some peaches and herbs, man. I know we where is that? And I <laughs> somewhere. I can't sing it. Yeah, <laughs> reunited, and it feels so good. All right, that's enough okay, for me. Stop now. All right. Yeah. Well, and if you if you're not familiar with with the two, Shap and Elizabeth were for many years Shelizabeth on another radio station, and. Uh, they, you know, parted ways, um, but it's fun to get the two of them back together. We had a radio divorce, but radio uh, divorce. occasionally, occasionally, <laughs> you know, we'll, we'll come back together for the kids. So, okay, but it's not because we didn't love each other. No, that's true. It wasn't that. Yes, not at all. How are you, Elizabeth? Good to see your face. Uh, it's good to see your face and I'm lovely. Yeah. Um, how is how is shelter in place uh, going in the man's? Place in the Isaacs and Mans is a little, um, it's a little rough. It's a little rough. I'll be honest, but it's it's not terrible. It's doable. I have not run from the house screaming. I haven't killed anyone, which is good. Um, And I'm just trying to make it through any day. Not killing anyone. Remember, normal society. You know, I just. I'm trying to breathe deep and make it happen because it's rough. <laughs> All of us together in this house, no one leaving. Everyone's here. No one's, no one has anything to do. And it's awful. And we keep saying like, Oh, I'm going to clean something or I'm going to do this. or I'm going to do that. But no, nothing, nothing is happening. Not one thing. No. Mm-mm. Uh- I almost didn't make it to the uh, podcast tonight because it finally the vid. That's my, my nickname for this whole thing. The vid has finally caught up with me. Uh, just you know, being at home all the time, and you know, you've at least got two little kids at home. I've got one, so I am the other little kid in the house. Then to him, you know, so you know, and and uh, I got to give it to the, uh, the you know the teachers are doing a great job with what they're giving the kids from home to do. And the principal sends a video every day on class dojo and gave my son a shout out for his birthday. Cause his birthday's tomorrow. Happy early birthday, Felix. Uh, but, uh, but then he said, you know, it's spirit week here at Lincoln, even though it's not, you know, so it's spirit week at home for us. Yay. And yesterday's spirit theme was build a fort. And then he ended it by saying that, you know, maybe your parents will let you sleep in it tonight great oh yes exactly so uh so the last two days we've had to build forts and today he's insisting that he's sleeping in the said fort it's only broke like 18 times so and i've had to build it every time so i'm not a very good fort builder apparently so well at least they're not digging trenches that's what we've been doing 
I saw, I saw that. that today. What is that? Were yeah, you guys burying something you weren't supposed to be burying? It kind of looks like it. No, Ben's gotten into the World War II thing. Um, so we have started. Uh, he, I had a uh, like a trench. Um, sorry, I keep messing around here. Um, I had a trench built kind of on the side of my house. It was more of a landscaping project I was doing. And since he's been getting into the World War II costuming and learning about World War II stuff and uh, and World War One as well, he decided to make it into a trench. Um, and then he wanted to build his own. So instead, we, uh, uh, I told him, if you want to build a trench, you can dig up the garden. So... <laughs> So it's kind of like he's telling the garden for me a little bit, but he's, I don't know, it's fun. He dug a huge hole. Um, we didn't have to call Julie, thank goodness, and we didn't cut any uh, fiber optics going to the neighbors, so we're okay. Uh, but that's it. And then um, I guess shout out to Adam and Randy Lind. Uh, they live here in town. We've known them for a long time, and they um, Adam had some MREs and told Ben that he could have an MRE as long as he ate it on Facebook Live, so... That was today's trench activity was having a meal ready to I had eat. To, there so, you go. Meal ready to eat. I had to Google yeah. what MRE was. Yeah. So I, I'm like, what? Seriously? Is yes. <laughs> I had to Google it. It's, I mean. Oh, my God. Well, I mean, you know, I live through World War II in case you can't tell. So, hey. <laughs> so, yeah, that was our big activity today was was digging in the in the yard. Elizabeth, you seem to think that was kind of a lame excuse, too, didn't you? <laughs> <laughs> I did. I mean, I know I was not alive during, you know, World War One, but I know it happened. Um, they they still use MREs today, and I used to. Um, in a in a previous life, I was married to a Marine, so I know what a meal ready to eat is. So, I'm just saying, Shap, get your life together. I, I know it from Metal Gear for Nintendo. Oh, there right. You go. See? Well, I'm sure my grandfather rolling around up in heaven would be uh, not smiling down on me right about now. So hey, I heard he's watching a different podcast. <laughs> probably is. <laughs> it probably is. Totally is. Uh, <laughs> well, we got a good show for you tonight. Um, we are going to get to ask Elizabeth right away. Also talk about this uh, COVID-19, how, how the Corona Corona is affecting you. Um, we'll also talk about binging because a big thing this week, the Tiger King. <laughs> so much that I'm dreaming about the Tiger King. More on that that's, coming up. That's creepy. I know it is. I, I wanted to wear the hat, but I, I couldn't find a to, to cover up my mullet that I'm going to grow after this. That, that um, is not uh, a... <laughs> <laughs> that's that's not a not a dream. That's a nightmare, man. It, it, a bit, a bit, or or a memory. <laughs> well, mm-hmm. just uh, for just for everyone, just for your own giggles and purposes over there in uh, in podcasting land for you three. Uh, my wife is even chiming in that she knew what an MRE is. So uh, uh, everyone's uh, digging into me now. So. There you go. Thank you. Um, hey. Also tonight, Professor Mop Top has a history lesson for you. Um, Classic from the Kingsmen? Uh, classic from several bands before the Kingsmen. Real interesting. So we'll, okay. get, we'll, we'll, go that. we'll get the history lesson tonight, and then we'll kind of wrap up. So the trivia tonight, you know, we're talking with Greg and 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 Chap from last week, kind of re- bringing things back around. Instead of doing trivia, we're going to do interesting facts. And uh, the three oh. of us will pre- present a fact, and Elizabeth gets to pick which one is her favorite. So. Uh, 
Yeah. So that, hey. So Should we tell her what she wins? Yeah. <laughs> An MRE. Yeah. <laughs> Which are actually horrible. It wasn't <laughs> bad. It wasn't. I had some of it today. It wasn't terrible. What They're was like it? old crackers that never go stale, right? Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. Uh, and they have like a little heat pouch yes. that like heats up the plastic. Yeah. Ugh. We did uh, we did spaghetti. He had sp- like a spaghetti and a meat sauce, which wasn't. He said it was fine. He said he liked it, and I uh, oh, he, and it, he liked it. He huh? did, and it came with like little Twizzlers. So there were like little Twizzler nibs in there that were pretty good. There was like a brownie and some other stuff too. So okay, it wasn't terrible. It's better than I eat. Yeah. <laughs> All right, you ready? I mean. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's do it. You have a problem in your life and want some advice? Ask Shalizabeth. Just have a ridiculous question for Shapper Elizabeth? Ask Shalizabeth. Ooh, ah, ooh. Ask Shalizabeth. Ask Shalizabeth. Here's today's question. Are you guys ready? All right, here's the question. My roommate, ooh, Neil, ah, spent ooh. nearly the whole of yesterday in his room. You guys hear me okay? Uh, we heard the, music. heard the music very loud compared to the you. There you go. Uh, I got that Ooh. fixed. All right. Uh, <laughs> My roommate Neil spent nearly the whole of yesterday in his room, but he came out of his room to make us some food, and he started to cook food in the kitchen. He then placed the utensils Ooh. and cutlery he used Ooh. in the dishwasher. We ate, and he then went to dry and put away all the things in the dishwasher. I got up and wanted to get some juice. As I, was- as I walked past him to go to the fridge, I noticed two of his sex toys on one of the dishwasher racks. Hey-o! Of course, as a sane person, I lost it. Neil was confused as to why I was upset, because he's been doing this forever. I've lived with Neil for two years. He thinks it's hygienic and normal. He doesn't <laughs> seem to understand my outrage and shock, like I've been sipping juice, eating off plates, and cutlery. With his and millions of his lovers' bodily fluids. <laughs> so, how do I convince or explain to a grown man that you don't put your sex toys in the dishwasher? Uh, it's I'm a female that, over, female I'm that gonna de- sent that out. Apparently, I'm going to defer to uh, Elizabeth on this one. This is a, you got this one. <laughs> First of all, Neil, why do you have? that many lovers and you're not coming out of the room for the whole day. And it's, I I just, I'm having a little trouble with the timeline. One, two, um, I have a dishwasher. Uh, It's lovely. (laughs) It's a Maytag and it has a sanitizer setting uh, with a, like a steam cycle. Okay, and so I get how that maybe maybe helps you uh, clean those delicate items. However, I feel like you should maybe like talk to your roommate about that first. Like maybe like you should get for permission to put them in the dishwasher. Yeah, like maybe you should have an open dialogue about. <laughs> That sort the thing, of thing. The thing. And you've lived together for two years. I feel the, like the thing is, is that Neil didn't send this in. So you know, Neil needs to do all these things. But how do we convince his roommate that uh, this is grow? Or you know, how do you, how does she go about 
talking to Neil and saying, hey, uh, I'm really kind of creeped out by this. I don't like dildos to be, or I don't even know what they are. They might not be that. I don't know. Whatever the sex toy object is. What All we have- know is there sex toys that aren't bigger than a uh, dishwashing machine, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they fit lining. on the rack. They fit Silver on the rack. Lining. Yeah, so they have to be that big. That's all we really know. <laughs> I just. Do you think that's so, okay, though? I mean, is it? I mean, are you okay with Neil washing his stuff in the dishwasher? Like you said, you have essentially a sex toy button on your on your. Uh, <laughs> you have the sanitize button on your Maytag. <laughs> so. So is it okay? I don't really. By the way, this show is not kid friendly. Right? By the way. <laughs> I'd like to see the Maytag man talking about this brand new dishwasher. And it can do this and it can do that. Guess what else it could do? With the hat. And, you know, he's like in the commercial and he's like moving. I'd like to see that, actually. Probably have his ass crack showing and, you know. Yeah. Um, I never use my sanitized setting because I always feel as though it's going to make the bill go up. Like, oh, don't be using that unless there's something really serious. You know, like a pandemic for COVID-19. <laughs> like, never use that setting because it's going to cost a lot of money on your bill. Um, you're too frugal to sanitize your sex toys in the dishwasher, is what you're saying. <laughs> I don't have any of those, but I will say this. I saw an episode of CSI once where <laughs> they put the uh, delicate toys in the dishwasher from a, an adult party and the the crime scene people were upset because the stuff was in the dishwasher <laughs> and that and all of the dna evidence was like destroyed so i feel like that's appropriate because it's like a thing that people do but I don't live with anyone who's doing it, so like I kind of feel bad for Neil's roommate a little bit. Like I think that Neil's roommate just needs to say like like look, uh, whatever you know, hey, whatever floats your boat, Neil. But you're if you're using shared space, you know, and the dishwasher is something that we share. I would appreciate it not to have something with you and your lover's fluids getting washed in the same area. Were the food that I'm were bowls that I'm going to put my cereal in. My corn pops don't need to be mixing in with any of that. You know, is it appropriate for Neil to wash his toys in the sink? And what do you think Ann Landers would say about all this? <laughs> maybe the maybe the Ann optimal- has already fallen out of her chair. Like she's <laughs> yeah she. <laughs> maybe maybe the chair. optimal op- optimal thing here. It is it's too bad that Neil isn't listening because if Neil is listening, Neil can take a hint from this and just if you're gonna wash him in the dishwasher, make sure you run that dishwasher cycle and get it out and do it at a time when your roommate isn't home. Because what she doesn't know won't hurt her, right? Do it overnight, really. Yes. Yeah, everybody else is asleep and then you like slip the stuff in there. Oh, that was a bad that was a bad choice of words there. Yeah, it was. It was. It was. Yeah. Filth, farm, filth, farm, filth. (laughs) This is what's hard about social distancing. Oh, no, she said hard. That's what she said. Uh, 
Sorry, I'm done. All right. <laughs> Any thoughts go online? Uh, tell Neil, go ahead and put your uh, put your put your thoughts in on Facebook Live if you're watching along. Appreciate it. we've got about 20 viewers right now, so thanks for tuning in. Uh, Kelly, hi, miss you. She says, "Wookie, Wookie Pie misses you both." Uh, Andy, hey, Wook. Yeah, Wookie Pie, Wookie. And uh, Andy says, uh, "I'm crying. This is a wonderful break from life." So thanks for tuning in, guys. Um, awesome. Thanks, Andy. Oh, hey, Andy. Way to make people cry. It's <laughs> what we do. We're, we're social distancing because of the coronavirus, um, and we're keeping everything clean, including our toys, I guess, in the dishwasher. Um, but uh, I mean, what? keep stuff clean. <laughs> yes. Um, but Shap, you had something. Um, about uh, just you know about the essential businesses that we've that that are open right now. I know my yeah. wife can't stop going to Aldi, so <laughs> she can't. Huh? No, she came home with a uh, like a cat scratcher thing today because she goes to that. You know, like Aldi has that aisle. Yeah, yeah. Do you know about that? the The aisle, the special aisle at Aldi that like all the crazy yes. stuff is in there. Like that is the it's like the treasure trove, and every time she goes there. I, I have I not guess. been to Aldi since they remodeled, but I just the last time I was there, it was still the old version. And you walk down that first aisle; they make you walk down the aisle with all like the crap, all the shit that you can eat. You know, just yeah. the junk food. They probably still do that because then you get like two hundred dollars worth of shit in your cart before you <laughs> actually get to like healthy food, and you're already fucked at that point. You're like, all yes. right, well, I've got ho hos or whatever all these knockoff of ho hos is. You know, they're and- a- they're actually called horror whores. <laughs> Yeah, but the, the business thing, I mean, there's some businesses that just it's it's awful what's happening right now in the world with coronavirus. And there's a ton of people whose businesses and jobs who are out of work. But then there's other businesses or industries that are not hurting. I would even go as far to say that they could even be thriving during the vid. I mean, I think we could probably each start going around and around here one at a time and picking a business or a name until we can't make it. Well, <laughs> and I, I mean, doesn't I, say something. I, I think you know if you're selling alcohol right now, you're making a lot of you're making good money. Yes. <laughs> I'm sorry, what? <laughs> liquor Speaking liquor stores are doing well right now. They're doing well. Uh, yeah, yeah. Chug, chug, chug. Um, let's see, grocery stores. We know that one's an obvious one. They're doing very well right now. Hardware stores, everyone must be doing every home improvement project known to mankind right now because mm-hmm. I, I have driven past, uh, you know, Menards or Home Depot or whatever hardware store you want to be at. And I'm like, there is no possible way. And I'm not saying the hardware stores should be forced to close because I think they are essential. If shit breaks, if something goes wrong, you need to fix it, you need to go. But there is no possible way that all of those cars are there because they have something that needs to be fixed right away and it's life threatening. Nice. Patrick did a beer delivery today. That's good, man. <laughs> what else? What other businesses are essential or, or not, a, uh, but other businesses you think are thriving right now, guys? I was trying to think about how it would have been if video stores were still a thing and yeah. the, the different types of thoughts that people would do. You know, would you want to return it? Would you want to touch a DVD box that someone else returned? Is the last disc of season three of Dexter ever going to get returned? Somebody's got to wipe that stuff down. You know, I'm trying to remember. We didn't, 
I worked at a video store for a few years, and I don't remember how often we actually wiped down the cases that the uh, video cassettes went out in. Even the back room? Even the back room that you had to like... <laughs> yeah. You know, we had to, the back room down? kept us in business. I think that's kind of on an as-needed basis. <laughs> Someone's I, wiping down those saloon shuttery kind of doors. Like some, yeah. that's someone's job. Saloon doors. Was every small video store with that back that back room have the saloon doors? Yes. They all did. Sometimes there was a curtain. There was <laughs> Well, for some reason, I don't know why, there was an ash I don't I don't remember if you could smoke in the video store or not, but there was an ashtray that was in the adult section behind the swinging doors and it probably wasn't it, but it looked like there was like spit or something in there the one time. And I'm like, okay, really? That's enough. So, That's nasty. Yes, yes. That's nasty. The only thing I, the only time I ever remember having to clean the cases, I think like if we knew someone who was like sick or coughing or hacking, yeah, we would go get something to wipe it down. But I think one time somebody returned a, a, a movie and one of the young girls uh, that worked there, like she went and showed the other coworker the kit, uh, cassette in the case. And she looked at it. She couldn't even get it out of her mouth. She's like, there's there's poo on this. It was like somebody had smeared poo on the actual case that you put the video back in. Yes. People are gross. And then you wonder why you've got things like, you know, the vid going around. So You're talking you have- about the Roni. <laughs> Roni. You may the have been a customer. I early on dubbed it the Roni, hoping that was going to catch. <laughs> You you may have actually uh, uh, been to that video store, Greg. I used to work uh, at Video City uh, on, on Cicero Avenue in Oak Lawn. So, okay, that's a possibility. I might have vandalized it. Is that a possibility? <laughs> it's possible. <laughs> so it was hysterical because I mean, it, my life was at, at a time was like the movie Clerks because I was friends with the guy who worked at the White Hand Pantry at the end of the strip mall, and on Sundays when I would work alone, I would lock the videos the video store's door so I could go down and get soda and chips. And <laughs> directly next door to us was a blockbuster video that had opened up, you know, years after the video store I worked at was there, was there. And yes, I had gone over to video to the blockbuster video to purchase or rent a movie because it was something we didn't have that I wanted to see. <laughs> well, and I mean, I'm wondering if those red booths, like if they have a, like a setting or something when you put the DVDs back, if it like sterilizes it, probably not. So when you're getting, I don't the, think so. You're getting the discs out of the not red booth, red box. Is that what they're called? Mm-hmm. Red know, box. Yes. It's a red box. <laughs> right. Well, I think, I don't know. It is right. Maybe yeah, I should, I think, this I think is why a, a cheap version of that too, but that's the popular one. This is why we should, you should just have Netflix at this point and then you can watch Tiger King. Yes. Well, oh, my it. God. Oh, my God. Tiger King. I just can't figure I out just... if I should invest the time in this or not. Tiger King? Well, how much time you got, Professor? <laughs> how much more, time? More than you you can imagine, but there are a lot of Temptations albums out there. <laughs> <laughs> and I haven't heard them all 40 times yet. So, I mean, do you like mullets? <laughs> How do you depends, feel about mullets? Like, viscerally, how do you feel? On the girl. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Andy wants to know, can we get a shout out to the Greg and the others so I can follow? Because you're hilarious. That's what Andy said. Uh, you can oh, follow. I like Andy. Uh, uh, Professor, Andy. Mop, Professor Mop Top. 
is his handle. So that that's where you can find him at. So that's my handle. <laughs> I like that you have a handle. I'm kind of jealous. Like so. it's nice to have a handle. <laughs> oh, there you go. Thank you. JC's on now, and he can, yeah, he can do I pop so. that up for him. Yeah. yeah. Um. Yeah. Uh. I I started the Tiger King last night. I started it. I made it have a halfway through the first episode before I fell asleep. I know, shocking. I can fall asleep through anything though. So. Uh, oh, I, I can rival you on that, dude. <laughs> but, but yeah, it sucks to fall. Asleep. I'm gonna cut you off real quick. It sucks to fall asleep because I fell asleep on like the third or fourth episode. And this morning I woke up from like a nightmare where I had this, I had this, I had a dream that I was at the GW zoo and, uh, like they opened the cages. No. (laughs) And, uh, I, and I'm trying to get out of there and I'm surrounded by tigers. And, uh, and then I woke up. So it wasn't, it wasn't that great, but it's still, I'm like. Why am I dreaming about this stupid show? (laughs) I just... There are so many... I had to apologize to um, Mr. Ike for making us watch it last night. By the middle of episode two, I was like, I'm really sorry... Because I didn't know what I was getting us into. Like, I had no idea (laughs) that anything could be this much of a disaster. And he was just like, I don't know if I should feel better about our life or worse. Like, I don't know. Like, I don't know how to feel about this. And he, by the end of the episode, he was like, that's it. I can't, I can't do more than two episodes in one night. Like, I just... It's not possible. And I was like, I concur. Let's go to bed. This is too much. Did you finish it though, Elizabeth, or no? No. We got through we got through episode three today. A kid threw a fit about lunch. And Mr. Ike was like, I'm out. I'm going to the basement. I can't continue this with you at this time. And I was like, I understand. Go with God. Is is shit show an understatement for this? Oh, God, I think it is. Like, it's it's a lot. Like, I really, I mean, I was expecting shenanigans. But this is, like, over the top. This, it's way over the top. Like, I'm a hot mess as a person all the time. And like, and Shep knows I'm a hot mess, but like, this was way more hot mess than I've ever been in my entire life. Like, I don't, and and I'm not even talking about the addition of the exotic animals. Like, I'm a hot mess, you add in exotic animals. Okay, well, you know, like, that's a lot, but even without the exotic animals, this show is yeah and it will make you feel a lot better about yourself angela <laughs> just commented he did make two men fall in love with him and marry him <laughs> so one of them did not have teeth <laughs> it's because he was feeding him meth wasn't that the deal true yeah 
They all have terrible tattoos, but they do pose nicely for photos, don't they, Andrew? <laughs> like, they're kind of like... I need to find that. Like, all a... three of them are in the picture. There's the... Uh, let me find that meme. I was on top of this. Uh, that, that's that sounds. It's just going to sound terrible. I was on top of this story. That's better than what I was going to say about Tiger King himself. Um, probably, I, I remember talking about him a few times on the radio on different radio feature that I do because I, I usually. Well, he's from Florida. Well, these are the type of people that I live for. I mean, it, if you got you got Florida in there, so it checks the Florida Friday box right there, so I can smell some banana wind while I'm doing it. So you know, you got that going for you. Uh, but then you've got, you know, a crazy guy with exotic animals in it and, and everything else that goes along with his story. So and the second I saw that, uh, that they were doing a documentary about him, I was all over it, man. I, I watched the trailer and I'm like, oh, I cannot wait to watch this. And I, I get this bad habit where once I start something, I want to finish it before I move on to something else. So we were in the middle of a show and I, I'm like, okay, I've got to try and watch the Tiger King at least once before we do this podcast here tonight. So I tried it last night. I wish I would have started it earlier so I have a little bit more to contribute. But just the beginning uh, is enough. Like uh, for Greg, uh, you know, the first 20 minutes, they basically show you. I'm assuming it's just an introduction to the character itself and just the complete, you know, asinine everything that goes along with Tiger King and what he is and what he's about. And the mullet. (laughs) I mean... It's kind of epic. Do you have any of his music queued up, JC? By chance? I was just looking. I found these these memes here. Nice. <gasps> Let me see if I can. Oh. <laughs> I'm going to be honest. A tiger just bit someone's arm off. <laughs> <laughs> these ones aren't good. Once you defeat all the crazy cat ladies, you must face the final boss. <laughs> <laughs> That's the lady from Florida, right? Isn't yeah. that the lady who Carol like- Baskin? That's yeah. the arch enemy. What if sh- my wife saw something today, I guess, where it was like uh, a bunch, you know how the hearts are going around? Everybody's yeah, got yeah. hearts on everything. And apparently there's a, uh, there's a meme where somebody had put the hearts on their window and it said, except you, Carol Baskin. <laughs> <laughs> so is, is she a shit show too? I mean, she, she's got it. There he is. There he's right there. So it, but is, is Carol is Carol Baskin a shit show too? I mean, she she has exotic pets, right? I mean, you got to finish the show. Okay, you got to finish. She maybe killed her husband and maybe fed him to tigers. <laughs> oh, nice. I mean, awesome. I'm only speaking on that because I'm a death care expert. But like, she maybe fed her husband to <laughs> you know wild animals, exotic wild animals, not just <laughs> I had seen no, that not just yet. like a pig or something, like a, an actual. Like a big cat tiger, I'm you know. To, I'm gonna have to, it's expensive to feed an exotic animal. A little bit. If a, if a Lisa <laughs> Frank, do you see this? If a Lisa Frank notebook was a person, I mean, I don't know who that is. You don't know. Look who at Lisa those Frank tops. Is? That's a nice blouse. This is the genie <gasps> that appears when you rub a two-liter bottle of Mountain Dew. What? Look at that. Huh? Shap, I feel like we should redo our matching tops. <laughs> I feel like there's some other options we haven't explored. What, <gasps> it with mullets? Oh. No, just anything gold lame, shiny. 
animal print. I like how he's in the picture with the lady, but he doesn't like ladies. Yeah. You you just know Tiger damn well King. that Tiger King is going to be the number one Halloween costume this year for adult parties. Has to be. <laughs> followed oh, yeah. by followed by COVID nineteen. Somebody's going to put like you know like a white just a white head to toe body <gasps> thing on with like little fuzzy red pieces sticking out of their chest. Those are going to be the two. Can other people see this? Yes, they can. <sighs> <laughs> that's the pose right that's the pose you were talking about all the boys coming out of self-isolation after cutting their own hair for months hashtag tiger tiger king and it's Look the three pretty. of them huh? yeah, three of them without their shirts on showing off their tats oh. wow that is I- uh that's not doing a world of good for the tattoo community let me tell you they had a triple wedding ceremony Shap, you haven't got to that part yet but they had no. a triple yeah. wedding ceremony yeah that's not legal, but that's, you know, you can have a commitment. I, like I said, I made it through about 25 minutes. The last thing I remember was the, this one guy who looked like he, he was probably an ex-con, and he's like, I got a job working with exotic animals. Hell yeah. It's like, yeah, yeah. look at me. Okay, now this guy who's just up here, I've seen him on a lot of memes, but I haven't run into him on no, the show yet because we're only at episode three. You're gonna get I'm anxiously, like, awaiting his jet ski introduction. Yes. I was gonna say, is that Shumley in about fifteen years? Or yes, I feel like it is. There's a very emotional connection between me and these cats. Extreme, <laughs> extreme, me and the cats. Definitely not doing karaoke tonight. Eight beers later. <laughs> oh my god! Do you, do you think Siegfried and Roy watch this show? I saw. You know, I know you mentioned that, and I'm thinking of um, Will Ferrell. I don't know, in like Blades of Glory. It's kind of okay. dressed like Siegfried and Roy. Uh, somebody said that they think that there should be a movie starring Will Ferrell, probably as the as the, the Doc, Doc Antle, played by Will Ferrell. Could you see that? You know, Doc Antle? Let me see a yeah. picture up of him. He's the other guy that's in there. Does Mop Top really have his cat in his lap right now? Because I can't. I just can't. I can't. <laughs> that's right. I am the cat king. How many cats do you have, Mop Top? 702. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just have two. What, what are your cat's names? Uh, Honey Pie is the one that just ran away, and Mary is the other one. Okay. Honey Pie. I know. She's sweet. Please tell She's me you the get that reference. Pie of all. Please tell me. What's that? I said I'm just hoping she gets that reference. So, <laughs> the cat or Elizabeth? No, honey pie. Yes, I'm hoping oh, Elizabeth gets the honey pie reference. Yes. <laughs> I'm not getting the reference. I hope you'll text me and tell me what it is because yes. I feel really dumb. Yes, I will. Is it so, a, it's thank a you. Beatles reference? Correct. Yes. Okay. It is. Yes. All right, this is Doc. And Mantle. if I ever meet Paul McCartney, the second thing I'm going to tell him is that honey pie is the name of my cat. By the way, okay. we, Greg, we do have, and I know people aren't going to see it, but we do have uh, a Beatle fact that we could plug in right now if you want. Oh, yes, we do. We have yes. a Beatle fact, and it is Beatle, Beatle fact number 456. The walrus was Paul. The walrus was Paul. There's your fact. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I, I need that one. That's a good one. I feel like that's... 
I feel like that makes sense. But John, I hope my mom is watching. I hope my mom is watching. (laughs) You said you hope she is. Why? She a Beatles fan? She's a huge Beatles fan, and um, she loves "I Am the Eggman, I Am the Walrus." So, I hope that she's watching and knows for a fact that Paul is the walrus. I'm sure she does, and I'm sure she'll text you later, and she'll say, I'm disappointed that you didn't get the Honey Pie reference. I'm just saying. I'm just throwing it out there. I mean, like, I'm a disappointment for a lot of reasons. (laughs) But that's probably going to go ahead and just top off the list. She's probably going to be done with me. She's like, really? I'm over you. Come on. Get Uh, your life together. I think, uh, I think it's time to tra- – you got something, Chap? I'm sorry. Go ahead. I was just going to say, what else? What other shows are people watching these days? I mean, uh, what else are, are people binging? So, And my other thing is, like, I think part of my issue with why I haven't been able to watch The Tiger King yet is because I don't watch shows without my significant other. Like, for the most – there's a couple shows, but yeah, not. You know, I am still watch wrestling. I'm bad. So that's, like, my time. And then she'll watch, like, her stuff that, you know, uh, Grey's Anatomy and – ladder 47,000 or whatever it is, because it's got some carryover crossover story with Grey's Anatomy to piss off all the Grey's Anatomy fans. Um, and, and then, uh, Oh, she likes, uh, she likes the curse of Oak Island, which I always laugh about because I'm like, they're never going to find anything. It's just a big giant sham. It's never going to happen. <laughs> but anyways, because like, I thought, you know, Mr. Schaff and I would watch the tiger King or we watch Ozark together. So I'm not like going ahead and watching this. And somebody's right. like, well, that's when, you, you know, and I said, I can't put it on when I have kids in the room. I don't think I can watch the Tiger King while Felix is up, right? That's not a show you can watch with him around. Am I correct? No. Okay. Unless you want to answer a whole lot of questions. <laughs> yeah, there's going to be questions. There's going to be questions. So uh, uh, I don't even know. She might be watching. I have no Karen, Karen uh, Brown, who we know, messaged. Uh, she replied to something on that. And she's like, Shap, this is why you have to uh, put headphones in. And watch it on your phone. That's how you watch adult programming. <laughs> but then aren't I show cheating if I do that? <laughs> we do that. I mean, like Heidi and I do that stuff all the time. Like where she'll have um, she'll have a show that we'll start watching together. And then, um, and then basically what happens is she'll start watching the rest of it and go without me. And then I'll have to come back and circle around to catch up. So... Again, occasionally you'd be like, yeah, was it worth my time? Should I go back and watch that? Yeah. <laughs> I know the Ozark show dropped yesterday on Netflix. I've seen a lot of people have binged through that entire season already. Have you watched the first two seasons, Greg? I have not. I have not watched more than 10 seconds of that, oh, but I might. I, I guess it's I a should, good one. I should right, call you professor. That seems like a more I'm valuable sorry. way to spend my time. Uh, yes, I, I mean, I, I don't. If you're if you're afraid that uh, Tiger King is too much of a shit show for you, you definitely should uh, invest your time in Ozark. It, okay. uh, very Breaking Bad esque. So very Breaking Bad and less of a shit show. Gotcha. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's still a shit show, but it's I extremely well done shit, shit show. show. Yes, there's definitely not as much Gold LeMay or Sparkles. <laughs> <laughs> but I is there feel any? like. A little bit. A little bit. Okay. I like a little. Um, But I feel like Ozark teaches you practical skills. Like how to launder money. Like how to launder money (laughs) on a large or a small scale. You know, whether, wherever you live, 
you know, you can you 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 could get involved in something, and Jason Bateman is going to teach you the right way to do it. And I love that little blonde girl with curly hair. She's fantastic. oh, she's great. Yeah, I love her. What 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 kind of life skills did Game of Thrones teach you, Elizabeth? Sword fighting. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> dragon rearing. Yeah, yeah, oh yes, yes. Um, and also, how to wear robes appropriately. Um, thank you, Varys. <laughs> because every time I put a kimono on, I think I'm really cute, and then I look at myself in the mirror and I'm like, "Wow, I look like Varys from GOT." <laughs> this is why we've all like missed I you thought- from our lives on the radio, right there. <laughs> Like, I really just look like Varys. Like, that's just me. And I'm okay with it, honestly. Like, I'm going to be a eunuch and wear a robe. That's what I'm going to do. Andy says he is uh, re-watching Trailer Park Boys for the 47th time or something. I have never seen Trailer Park Boys. Excellent. The, um, the only I episode I saw of that is where uh, Alex Lifeson is on. From Rush. Rush? Yeah, he guest stars on it. And nice. he doesn't just have a little cameo where he drops in and says, hey, he's in the episode. It's very funny. Nice. Yeah. Uh, Andy is a, from them. Long story short, Andy um, is a wrestling fan like me. He watches AEW, but he said it's hard watching without a crowd. It's worse than I thought. It is. It is so hard. It's. I can't get into it, man. It's. It's just because they're like the wrestling shows are still either performing live or they're recording shows in front of no audience. Which I feel like requires. Yeah, I feel like that's a much more important element of it, the, the crowd being part of the wrestling thing. Well, I it's mean, the, even than baseball or football or basketball, not that that's not a factor, but I feel like it's a bigger factor for wrestling. Yeah, I yeah. mean, the WWE is going to is going to have a recorded empty arena performances of WrestleMania. They're, they're, they're going to do WrestleMania and they're actually doing it two nights because they have so many matches. They're going to stretch it out over two nights. But I'm like, you have no crowd. And it, it just, it's depressing to watch. So I, I'm like, okay, maybe I'll just wait until, you know, life comes back to normal and we're allowed to have at least 50 people in a room together, you know? Yeah. And I, well, did you see that the NBA is going to team up with Big Brother? Did you I did not. The, the NBA is working with Big Brother. You mean the TV show Big Brother? Or yes. You mean like Big Brother? <laughs> the TV show Big Brother. Which, <laughs> okay. Which hey, I thanks for clarifying that. Which, which I feel like we've all been on here the last couple of weeks. Um, but uh, but yeah, the, the producers from Big Brother are going to. Um, uh, sorry, I switched something here. Um, producers from Big Brother are working with the NBA, and they're going to uh, have uh, sixteen NBA players who have been tested are not sick and they're going to put them in a house together and they're going to do like one-on-one tournaments. Really? Yeah. So as a way to kind of get, and it's all going to be done for charity to help out the COVID stuff. And, uh, and they're going to do a big brother style with 16 NBA players. And then uh, Can't they put all the sick ones in a house together too. That would be fantastic. <laughs> what do they call that? Herd immunity. <laughs> all right so so how do they get do they get voted out then based on oh he's a better basketball player than me i'm gonna vote him out or I, is it if you lose one-on-one you get out i think it's a one-on-one thing i think they're doing like a tournament is what, what the, okay i'm reading it right here it says yeah. the winning player will secure a seven-figure cash prize and the runner-up would receive a substantial amount yeah so, how about that substantial yes i would I, do you think okay. uh 
Do you, do you think Metal World Peace will do this? Because Metal World oh, Peace was on Big Brother himself. Yeah, Celebrity Big Brother. Yeah, so. Man. Yeah, I mean, I wonder if, like, all of a sudden, CBS is going to have a hard time getting people for regular Big Brother later this year if, you know, things are done with the, done with the vid. And they're going to be like, okay. We're, we're talking about the Roni, Shep? Yes, the Roni. I'm calling it the vid. I am sticking to the You stick the Roni. Where the same place where they put those darn dildos in the top drawer of the of the dishwasher. <laughs> How do you know it's the top tray? Because you can't put that on the bottom; it's going to yes. melt, Professor. Oh, okay. Well, that's a good Obviously. point. That's a good point. Blood of not Professor Dishwasher. <laughs> <laughs> professor, Mason. really be in a Cascade commercial, don't you think? <laughs> I just, I, what I was trying to say is, I mean, you've been locked up or technically you're or not locked up, but you know, sheltered in place for so long. Okay. Now I want you to go live in a house where you really are sheltered in place for 90 days. Yeah. You know, I'm sure people will still do it. So. All right. Well, we've got professor mop top here. So I figured this would be a great opportunity. Number one to sell books for him. Uh, professor mop top pre- presents the textbook Beatles volume two Beatlemania, 1963, 1964. You can buy that. Oh, he's even got it. Hold on. He's got it on the screen. Um, you can he's buy that. You got props. Yeah. And right. as you can see, that's me. Yes. And, uh, that is a nice illustration. Who did that for you? I've gained weight since I was much a, skinnier then. And my head was, was there a paid for message somewhere on that on the screen? I was just wondering, <laughs> <laughs> but what's nice is, uh, you can purchase the, both of those on the professor's website. What's your website? It is www.professormoptop.com. As long as the mail is still mailing, I could, Swing by the post office, drop them in the mail, and hopefully get them in your hot little hands nice and quick. Awesome. And you have a lesson for us tonight. Yes, but not about the Beatles. No. Yeah, I decided to talk about something else, and uh, we have a bunch of uh, audio to share from it, too. Are you all set with all the audio? I'm ready for you. All right. Well, the first thing we're going to be talking about tonight is a song called Louie Louie, which, of course, we all know. Here's a little clip of it from the Kingsmen, who did it in April of 1963, J.C.? Maybe. There we go. Shep, I love how you're singing. It looks like <laughs> it looks like you're singing "We Are the World," but instead of that, they all got together to do "Louis Louis." It was great. Um, the song itself was a big hit for the Kingsmen in April of '63, which was a, a really interesting time for music because the old type of kind of slick music was dying out, and the newer sort of garage type, easier to play rock and roll was starting to come in. And of course, within a year, the Beatles would take over anyway. But at the time, this was a huge hit on the radio, but it was actually a cover of a song that came from a few different places. Now, the guy who wrote it and originally recorded it was a guy named Richard Berry. No relation to Chuck Berry, but he took a few different elements. The first was from a guy named Rene Touzet. I apologize to anyone if I mispronounce his name. The name of the song is the El Loco Cha-Cha from 1956. JC, if you can play a little of that. If 
feels like I should be in the Catskills and putting baby in a corner right now with that song. That sounds a yeah. little bit like putting baby in the corner on that. Yes. The, uh, uh, Richard Berry took a little bit of that, uh, at the very beginning and, uh, El Loco Chacha has fun lyrics too, which basically means look at the crazy man or something along those lines. He also took a little bit from a Chuck Berry song. Again, no relation. It's called Havana Moon from 1956. JC, go ahead and play a bit of that. Havana Moon Havana Moon Me all alone With jug of rum Me stand and wait For boat to come it technically, couldn't you probably, Greg, I keep calling you Greg because that's how I know you, sorry, Professor, couldn't you technically uh, trace everything back to Chuck Berry until it the Beatles? It seems like that's an easy thing to do. It seems like the uh, the same way that the Six Degrees of Kevin Bacon game yes. always comes right? back to Kevin Bacon. It seems like you could pretty much trace just about any rock and roll after Chuck Berry back to Chuck Berry, or at Correct. least find some sort of influence somewhere inside it. Now, another interesting place where uh, uh, Richard Berry took inspiration was from a song called One More for My Baby and One More for the Road. Now, the Frank Sinatra version was the popular version, but in 1946, Johnny Mercer did the original of it, JC, if you would. It's quarter to three. There's no one in the place except you and me. So set him up, Joe. I've got a little story you ought to know. We're drinking, my friend, to the end of a brief episode. Make it one for my baby and one more for the road. Now, by taking that little bit at the beginning of the uh, loco cha-cha, the dun-dun-dun-dun-dun. You hear me still? Yes. Very good. And then taking uh, Havana Moon, which is a song about a guy drinking rum and being on a boat waiting uh, to meet his girl who's going to be uh, on a boat to come visit him. In the song, Chuck Berry drinks too much rum. He passes out and he misses the boat. It's a funny song with a punchline. Now, Johnny Mercer's one more for my baby, one more for the road. He's talking to the bartender. So Richard Berry took all these elements and put them together. And uh, Louie Louie is actually the name of the bartender or Louie. And he's singing to him. Uh, here's a little bit from uh, Richard Berry's Louie Louie from 1957. Louie Louie. We gotta go. Now, Richard Berry recorded that in 1957. There was a couple of different cover versions of it. Um, at one point in time, Paul Revere and the Raiders did it before the Kingsmen did. But the big uh, important one here is by Rockin' Robin Roberts and the Whalers. This is not the same Whalers that was Bob Marley's back yeah, 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 yeah. Robin Roberts was a, uh, he was a white R&B singer who was very popular in the, um, uh, the Northwest Corner in the 50s. Sadly, he died very young after having a career that just never uh, quite launched. But here's the version 
rockin' Robin Robert and the Whalers playing Louie Louie. Yeah, 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 I said Louie Louie. Now, the way that we know that that was where uh, the Kingsmen first heard the song was because of the fact that he sings right there, the okay, let's give it to him right now part, which, of course, is in the Kingsmen song. JC, if you play the next Kingsmen clip. Now, when the Kingsmen recorded it in the studio, they didn't think that this was going to actually be the finished product. They thought it was sort of a rehearsal. So they're kind of joking around. It's played very poorly. In the last verse, he actually comes in and starts singing a little early, which, of course, is a mistake. And, of course, the lyrics are borderline intelligible. Now, we're going to play the last clip of Richard Berry here, and then I'm going to I'm going to recite the lyrics for you. JC, if you could play that last clip, number eight. Now, the lyrics are as go, a fine little girl, she waits for me. Me catch a ship across the sea. Me sail the ship all alone. Me never think I'll make it home. Now, the way that Chuck Berry sings in Havana Moon, he refers to me and me do this and me do that and me wait for that. This is also uh, an inspiration that Paul McCartney took for It's Getting Better, where he sings me hiding me head in the sand. This is how we get way off track, though. Well, because of the slurred lyrics that the Kingsmen gave, it was rumored that it was vulgar and that there were dirty lyrics and there was a million different lyrics and there were several different FBI investigations that lasted many, many years. Now, some of the lyrics are extremely ridiculous, but when you listen to them and you kind of squint your ears just a little bit, it might sound a little bit like it, such as a fine little bitch. She waits for me. She gets her kicks on top of me. Now, I, I thought that's just when you listen to it, it sounds a little goofy. Um, the second verse is apparently each night at 10, I lay her again, which in real life, it's uh, <laughs> three nights and days I sail the sea. I think of girl constantly. That's the real lyric. Each night at 10, I lay her again. I fuck my girl all kind of ways. Now, this is the stuff that the FBI was investigating and they're going and they're interviewing radio stations and they're interviewing record executives and they're banning this in certain parts of the country. But one thing that they never did was to actually interview the songwriter of the song. And apparently nobody knew that this was a cover version of the song, which is just ridiculous. There have also been hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of covers of the song, ranging from just about anyone you could think of. According to Wikipedia, as of this morning, there were 3,238 separate cover versions of the song. Wow. The uh, Ranging from Motorhead to um, The Kinks... Um, and uh, there was the clip I uh, also sent you. Marching bands have done it. There's a Hallelujah chorus doing it. There's uh, an infinite amount of Louis Louis. Well, not infinite. Three thousand two hundred thirty-eight. Close enough. Close enough. 
So um, my assignment, what I think you should do, and you don't have to do it because, you know, I'm not giving a grade. Um, what you should do is listen to Louie Louie, listen to the Kingsman version, and then Google the lyrics and try to sing along, and then go back to the Richard Berry version. It's also fun to learn the dirty ones and try to sing along with that, too. <laughs> Apparently, Iggy Pop and the Stooges have a legendary show that was just, if I may use a new term, a shit show with people throwing stuff on stage and Iggy freaking out and yelling at the audience. And they did like a 40-minute version of Louie Louie, complete with the <laughs> dirty lyrics, the Detroit version of the dirty lyrics, because there were dirty Seattle lyrics and there were dirty Florida lyrics and there were dirty uh, New York lyrics depending upon which part of the country you're from. So the next time you hear Louie Louie, and you might not have ever thought much about what the hell is he really singing, it's nothing that bad. It's kind of fun. He misses his girl. The, um, the final verse of the song is, uh, Me see Jamaica, the moon above. It won't be long to see my love. Me take her in my arms and then I'll tell her I'll never leave again. It's a reuniting song about this girl that he loves, that he's singing to a bartender. It's as simple as that, and it's a whole lot of fun, isn't it? Awesome. Well, here's my question. Here's my question for you, Greg. I got gotcha. you, Professor. Here's my question for you. All right. Um, okay, Shem. Yes, Shem. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> now, for bands today, a controversy like this that the FBI is investigating is a giant boost to them for album sales or video plays or whatever, you know, streaming plays. Was it the same way for the Kingsman back in, you know, 1962 as uh, it was? Or did it, or did it like basically put a big, huge label on them that halted their advancement? There was a big, for the starters, the Kingsmen were not that great of a band. They no. have enough stuff that there's a best of album, which is maybe 18 tracks, and that's everything. It could also be called the Complete Kingsmen. <laughs> but they actually were just about broken up when the song hit. It had been out for a while, and it didn't crossover and it didn't get that popular by the time it did get popular enough they had a different lineup and it helped them a little bit but like i said uh, at the top of my part too by the time 1964 rolled around it was all british invasion and beatles so a band like the Kingsmen would just be off the map anyway um so it helped make some people money but it probably didn't help the Kingsmen make too much money and it probably didn't help richard barry the composer of the song no. make a whole lot of money either no Yes. So 40 years, if that song would have been, or, you know, 40 years later than what it was, it would have been a different story. And the, and the would have been totally would have been huge. And, yeah. it, um, and it's, uh might be a little extreme, but when Smells Like Teen Spirit came out and Kurt Cobain really had the, the mutter, the muddly mouth lyrics, it kind of reminded me of that. The, uh, I don't know if uh, FBI ever investigated Smells Like Teen Spirit. I don't think so. I don't think so, but um, so. it kind of has a similar, just an attitude, kind of a, kind of they a were, lazy. Their music division, the FBI's music division, was busy with uh, two live crew down in Florida and NWA and in, in South, South California. You're probably right. It's probably the same Thanks type of down. guys. <laughs> <laughs> it's probably the same type of guys, and uh, in a book I read too, which is called Louie Louie, the um. They talk about how the FBI likely uh, had offices open that they didn't want to close a case like this, probably because it was very easy and there was low risk of, you know, coming into any harm. So they wanted to continue the investigation. So it was kind of like, hey, it's an excuse for me to go to work today. I'm investigating. Little, uh, little, yeah, this rock and roll. It's going to kill the world one day. <laughs> cool. 
<laughs> Professor yes. Mop Top with his uh with with his lesson tonight on Louis Louis. Thank you so much, man. That was awesome. My pleasure. There's a whole lot to know out there. Yeah, there is. I want I want to know everything. And in the <laughs> meantime, I'm just going to pretend like I do. Well, that brings us actually to the next segment, which is let's talk about some interesting facts. So instead of All trivia right. this week, we're just going to throw out something. It's like a today I learned segment. And so uh, each one of us have come up with an interesting fact. Uh, who wants to start? Uh, mine's music based, so okay. I, I think I should wait. All right. Do you want me to start? I think you should start, JC. I you start, JC. Okay, also, start. I like the way you look in a backwards hat. Thanks, buddy. Appreciate yeah, no that. I feel like you're kind of gangster. <laughs> <laughs> like your street cred is like way up today, Jay Z. Because of my backwards hat with the, you know, most people when you say, he was, "Hey, you know Jay Z," they'll say, "Oh, that gangsta." <laughs> he was listening to Dynamite Hack beforehand too. Oh man, <laughs> he for real. What what song did they put out? I forgot. They about covered that. "Boys in the Hood." That's right. That's right. Uh, well, I wanted to bring up a weird thing because. Uh, I was watching, I don't even know, I was watching National Geographic or something the other day, and, and the country New Zealand came on. And when I was uh, 18 or 19, I had a buddy from New Zealand who stayed with us over the summer. And Simon! Uh, Simon, you remember Simon. Yes. And he would tell me about when he would go skiing uh, on the South Island, there was these birds that would eat cars. Have you ever heard of the birds that eat cars? No. They look... I think Are you talking about the Flintstones? No. In New Zealand, on this, in the southern <laughs> island in the mountains, they have these birds. They kind of look like giant parrots, and they eat cars. And I thought he was messing with me. And for some reason, we watched this New Zealand thing. I'm like, hey, Simon told me about these birds that eat cars. I would like to learn, learn more about them. And they're called Kias. Not like the car. <laughs> I think it's Kias. It's a Kia. K E K E A S, and they do. They look like these giant. And here, I'll, I'm going to bring this over to you guys so you can see it. They look like giant parrots, um, but basically, these birds are. They have like they're they have the big beak, and it's like a razor sharp beak, and they are very very smart, and. They will pickpocket you. They'll take stuff from you. Most of all, they want food from you. So they've kind of figured out that the way to get food from humans is to get get them out of their cars. So they start just attacking the crap out of your car. And it's not like they eat rubber or anything. It's just that they they just... And I'll show you this video here. This is these freaking birds here. And it's going to jump on the car. And it's going to start just ripping the crap out of it to get inside. Yeah. And they travel in like groups. A flock of and, shenanigans. Yes. And they just. And they're kind of freaky. Look at those beaks, too. And I, they, they attack sheep. <laughs> and they attack people's cars. Ooh, look at the eyeball. I know. I like, I like this statement here that this person put. The Kia is, or the Kia is an endangered species in New Zealand. Numbers are slowing, glowing, and but Kiwis tend to love their native birds, and the Kia is no exception. Their cheeky personality, beautiful coloration, 
biological uniqueness and ability to attract tourists and pump money into local economies enough to excuse the occasional dismantled Volvo, Volvo or sheep. While the people <laughs> in New Zealand are now enamored with the clowns of the mountain, I'm still wary. Something tells me that after suffering at the hands of humans and narrowly coming back to the brink of extinction, the clever Kea may have plans of world conquest in mind. So they're huge, though. They're giant parrots, and they eat cars. Does the Tiger King have any of them? (laughs) No, I don't think so. He should get some. But that's my interesting fact, is the the Kayas of New Zealand that eat cars. Parrot, giant parrots, parrots that eat cars. I hope that's not the next global pandemic. (laughs) (laughs) All right, who's next? That'd be like a whole new version of bird flu right there. Yeah. Ah! <laughs> All right, I guess I'll go. Do you can should I share audio JC or do you want to play the song? I got your music. I got your song queued up. All right, cool. So, uh the the interesting and by fact- the way, before we go any further, I'm already declaring uh you the winner this week, chef. Oh, I'm already the winner? Already the winner. Fire okay. away. All right. I don't know. I like a dismantled Volvo. <laughs> <laughs> So my interesting fact is uh, is about the song Mbop by um, Hanson. And mm. yes, uh, Bop. And uh, <laughs> I, I, uh, not, I wasn't going out of my way or anything to learn about, about the song. But, you know, I do a 90s show on uh, 95.3 Jack FM every, every weekday morning at 9 o'clock. So and I throw on, I do a lot more rock and alt rock, but I throw on a little bit of everything to kind of touch all the bases. So I, I was playing... Mbop one day and I for some reason I just looked it up and tried to learn a bit more about the song and I had no idea uh, that when the song first started it was a completely different jam than what it became known as matter of fact can you pull up the original version JC which came out on their their first album how slow it's going to start point here uh so there there's the that's the original much more slowed down tamer version of the song and i mean not that the bare bare bones of it you actually kind of hear okay well they've got something there uh but they they just kind of just it went off on their debut album which is an independent release and but then they came in and brought it back when they got signed to a label and they put it on the middle of nowhere and the reason the song became what it is today and went on to be this number one smash of a song was thanks to the same guys who produced all of the music and samples on the Beastie Boys' Paul's Boutique and worked on uh, Beck's uh, classic album, Odelay, the oh, Dust I, Brothers. Yeah, Dust Brothers. The Dust Brothers <laughs> yeah. 
took this song with a slower tempo, reworked it as an upbeat pop track, and it pretty much changed the world <laughs> with this song from 1997. So there you that's, go. That's a, that, the official version. That's about as catchy as it gets. That's just fun and hooky. The, uh, I saw you sent that link yesterday, and I didn't want to listen to it. I waited till now. That's a lot of fun. I again declare Chef the winner. Well, if you listen to the whole thing, like there's some real bad studio edits in it too. You can tell it's a demo. Yeah, like, it's a total just, demo. It's, I mean, it's, it's and... yeah. I didn't listen. That's why we we kind of cut it off. But I mean, you yeah. can hear the bare bones there and the structure of the song. And I mean, the lyrics are, you know, it, it's the sugary poppy um bop jabby da bop um bop. Yeah, but you know, uh, they said the song is talking about holding on to things that really matter. Uh, it represents a frame or, of time or the futility of life. Things are going to be gone, whether it's your age or youth or maybe the money you have or whatever. And all that's going to be left are the people you've nurtured and have really built you to be the backbone in your support system. Mbop to that. So there you go. Mbop to that. Mm. Okay. And doesn't Hanson also have their own, um, it's like a, a festival Maybe, Shap, we've talked about this before on our show. Hanson Festival. Don't they have, like, a thing? They have, like, a... Uh, let's see. There's a, something called uh, the Hop Jam, which is a beer jam that they've played at. I don't know if it's their own festival or not. Hanson, I... Hanson Brothers Beer. Is that them? I Do they have like a they... beer? That's yeah. Awesome. I feel like they have like a thing. That they're they not still treat. thirteen, JC. They've grown up. <laughs> no, I mean, they're adults. And they have, they're, they're like yeah. married and they have children and, and things like that. Very nice, lovely gentlemen. Yes, but, this uh, is this is okay. I found it. Here we go. Han- Hanson Brothers Beer and Distill Brewery will debut an exciting collaboration: Pink Moonlight Peach Milkshake IPA at the Hop Jam Beer and Music Festival in Tulsa, Oklahoma. I have no idea what year this is from, but twenty nineteen. There you go. I was going to say, I thought they had like a thing with that. Are you 21 or older? Are you? <laughs> pink, pink moonlight peach milkshake IPA. That sounds gross. It sounds great. Yeah, that kind of sounds like a dare. <laughs> physical challenge. Professor, hey. I'll take the physical challenge. As the lone female uh, on this podcast, Elizabeth, uh, Wait, something that's uh, now... On. Destill Brewery, that's an Illinois brewery. Is it? Yeah. Yeah, it is. You're right, JC. I think they're out of Bloomington. Yep. Yeah. You are correct, sir. How about that? Destill. Is that how you say it? Destill? I think it is how you say it, yes. That's kind of cool. Here's a question I here's a question I have for, for Elizabeth as the lone female here on the podcast. The uh the whole big trend last year, the seltzer beverages the white claws of the world ain't no laws when you drink it claws okay? <laughs> do you like the claws or are you sticking to your moscow mules i i actually don't mind the claws i kind of like the berry flavors better than any of the other ones but they're all kind of similar i think you know they're all kind of fizzy and whatever um, I will tell you this, something tragic that happened to me in the experimental pool. Um, they have a lot of seltzer drinks. They have, you know, like the White Claw and whatever. And then they have this other one that has um, 
like a mermaid on it with like a little trident and she's holding it. She looks so nice and so cute. Um, and Mr. Ike bought me that from the Beck's gas station. And I did not realize that it had like almost 7%. (laughs) 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 I just remember being like, like two of those in and being like, like my life was the best ever. I was like floating around. Like I thought I was a synchronized swimmer for a second, you know? Um, and so I, I just want to caution you. PSA. Be careful with the alcohol content of whatever hard seltzer you be. Well, I mean, for a while just last saying. year, for a while, like at the end of last year, you couldn't find them. They were gone. They yeah. were gone. So mm-hmm. uh, we were getting a, we're getting a, a message on here that said uh, distill. Distill. That's how it's pronounced. Distill. And then a person says that uh, that beer, that Hanson beer, sounds like the funnel cake of beers. Thanks, Patrick. (laughs) uh, True. True. Well, just just remember for all of you White Claw drinkers that uh, we didn't have any of this coronavirus or COVID-19 until that shit came around. So, okay, maybe that's something to do with it. That's what everyone says. Life all went to shit as soon as Neil Peart died. (laughs) <laughs> yeah it was all downhill from there that's yeah. when it started sometimes these pandemics make me be thinking that like green alcohol is really the way to go <laughs> let's kill all those germs off like let's just let's keep it simple well, did, you, did you see uh, uh star union spirits in west clocks is going to start uh, manufacturing hand sanitizer so is the so is the factory that produces Malort's here in Chicago, which is actually an improvement in how it tastes. <laughs> yeah. Which is funny. Greg, did you see on the back of that of the of the hand sanitizer from Malort it says do not drink? And I saw people oh. commenting saying they should put that on the actual bottle of Malort. <laughs> do not drink. Ugh, just thinking about it is giving me an upset stomach. You know what? I had never heard of Malort until like two years ago. Have you, have is that you, right? Yeah. I like it seemed like it got a new life on the internet just a few years ago. Elizabeth, I, looking at your face, I don't think you know what Malort's is. I sort of know what it is, but like I guess I'm not really a hundred percent sure. Like I feel like I need to Google something. It's a, it's a liqueur that kind of tastes like hairspray and lighter fluid with just a hint of grapefruit. <laughs> Well, then. <laughs> it seems to be something that people from Chicago use to play on tricks for people that aren't from Chicago. Oh. If, if anyone I'm ever looking says, at hey. It right now. I'm looking at it. Yeah. If anyone ever says, hey, would you like a, like a Malort's? Think of me and say no. Trust <laughs> <me>. <laughs> yeah, I feel like, I, feel like I, I, I have to be a little bit later on in the evening. <laughs> I'm going to go for that one. It's got to be after midnight. For Malort. Yeah, because isn't <laughs> it let it like, all hang out, right? It's like fermented yep. or something in wormwood. Oh, there it is. There's the face. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but after midnight, you just make that face and keep going. You're just like, uh, okay. 
Uh, by the way, Patrick has another good uh, tip here for drinking. He says pure grain alcohol plus an emergency packet equals oh, yes. a quarantini. That's beautiful. Equals equals a what? A quarantini. Ooh, that's pretty good. Yeah, that's, that's pretty, pretty good. good. Yeah, throwing, a, throwing a little Nyquil with that, and you got yourself a party. Andrea, <laughs> apparently, <laughs> Andrea, I think must have had some of that handsome brew in her fridge. It sounds like. You see that, huh? Yeah, Dustill says she said they have an event where they introduce the beer for International Women's Day, and the beer was brewed only by women. No men were involved in brewing it. So how about that? So when Amber says glad to see us all together and keeping them entertained, thank you, Amber. We appreciate you tuning in. Get out, dudes! We're making (laughs) our own beer. (laughs) So do we have one more fact, Greg? Did you have a fact you want to throw at us, or should it just be Shap and I? No, no, I have one. All right, let's do it. I have quite a one, too. I could have made this a really impossible backwards trivia question, but instead I'm going to talk about a guy named Oreschi Baldini, who is a household name. Uh, He's an Italian voice actor. Now, he does all of the um, voiceover translations for movies that are dubbed, and he's very active in cartoons as well. He's the official voice of John Cusack. He's dubbed the voices of Tim Roth, Seth Rogen, Ludacris, Crispin Glover, Johnny Depp, and David Arquette. In Cartoon World, he's the Italian version of Shaggy, if you ever watch the Scooby-Doo cartoons. In uh-huh. Italian. Uh, little side note, Shaggy's last name apparently is Rogers. Yes, uh, he it is. is. Also, he is also Sideshow Mel on The Simpsons, and he plays Quacker Jack in the Italian version of Darkwing Duck. Now, he was a child actor of sorts, and he shares a really important distinction, is that he plays the same role that um, Robert De Niro, as well as Marlon Brando, played. This is where the question would be. And he was actually young Vito Corleone, who was a little kid in The Godfather 2. And then he grew up to be the Italian version of Darkwing Duck. How about that? How about that? A rusty Baldini, a real real household one. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So, Elizabeth, uh, those are your three facts. You have uh, the the Kea birds of New Zealand that eat cars. You've got... uh, Hanson and uh, the Beastie Boys connection from Shap, and you've got oh, and you've got Greg's uh, Italian Darkwing Duck. Uh, ooh, ooh! Also yeah. Italian George McFly. If that <laughs> okay. <makes sense. laughs> Is he the any association with the Italian Stallion? <laughs> and people on Facebook, feel free to vote as well. Yes, but we're going to take uh, Elizabeth's call on this. So, which which fact did you like the best? This is very difficult because, number one, I I love a bird who tears anything apart. <laughs> All those carcasses, whatever. Uh, two, I love the Beastie Boys. And I'm a child of the 90s, so mm, bop. Come on. Uh, and I'm also Italian. <laughs> <laughs> So I feel like I'm in a really awkward position, you know, yet again in my life. And so I think I'm going to have to go with the Beastie Boys. Beastie Boys, it is. Greg called that. Greg thought that. I did call it. I was going to get Chef a trophy. All right. Well, Patrick's on my side. He liked the car eating birds. So thanks for that, Patrick. Oh, I know who Patrick is. He's cool. I do love a car-eating bird and an Italian voice actor. Now, JC, if you would have had something about a snake eating a car, then she would have definitely given you the win because we know she's a herpetologist at heart. So, I mean, hey. I am. 
herpetologist, uh, amateur herpetologist, <laughs> I feel like. I'm not a herpetologist. That's right for now. all the Elizabeth in the morning listeners that uh, that are, are actually uh, watching this or listening to this right now. And they'll they'll appreciate that one. So, meanwhile, professors like I have no idea that about that joke. That I don't understand that one. Whatsoever, but well, in, inside joke, I'm staying out of. <laughs> you can get swallowed by a snake as an entire person. True or false, professor? Go. I'm gonna say false. Wrong. Really? They had a show on, I don't even remember what channel it was on. You would think it would be on like, was it Discovery? It sounds like instead it should have been on TLC because it's one of those total shit show things that TLC shows. We're going to bring shit show up repeatedly. Where uh, some guy actually made it his purpose to, to be able to be swallowed by a giant like anaconda. I found this. All right. There you go. I watched that YouTube video. Probably twice. It's like an anaconda attacking a Cadillac. <laughs> <laughs> like that movie with J-Lo and Ice Cube. Is that it? Is that from that movie? Anaconda? <laughs> I don't know. I just remember a movie with Ice Cube and a really big snake and J-Lo's ass. That's what I remember. <laughs> I saw that at Harlem Corners. <laughs> <laughs> it was cheap movie nights. Let's go to Harlem Corners. So, oh man, that was a good time. So that was uh, Ice Ice Cube against the Snake and John Voight. Oh yeah, can't forget John Voight. There you go. He's always popping up somewhere, isn't he? <laughs> See? Hey. See now what you he doesn't even know. To, today he was not a good know. day. Somebody needs to t- <laughs> somebody needs to take and merge that picture with uh, him and Smokey from uh, from Friday, where they're like, "Damn." And then the snake's behind him. Is that yes, yes, yeah. exactly. Like the snake's in the window of the porch, like, hey. <laughs> and then the snake could come around and say, that's my black punk. All right, we've hit our, uh, we've, we've hit our max here, Shap, if 90 minutes yeah. was your goal. I think that's a good, I, yeah, I mean, we're getting a little loopy now, so. That's all good. I have one oh, thing 90 minutes. Oh, I thought you. I thought you said ninety hours. Oh, so we're done. All right. I thought we were here. I thought we were here till Thursday. All right. Cool. Um, I do have one thing to say. Something that came up at my uh, work. Interestingly enough, during this um, COVID uh, crisis, the pandemic, uh, we have several people at my job who are um, volunteering for the Spring Valley Food Bank, and I didn't think that that was something that was possible during this kind of a situation. However, the Spring Valley Food Bank in particular has it set up so that there is a no contact way to volunteer for them and to hand out food to the people who need it to deliver it and not have to be in contact with anyone. And I also thought it was nice for any of you parents who are home with these kids who are yelling in the background right as we speak. Um, (laughs) If you have teenagers and they need um, community service hours for high school, you can volunteer for someplace like the Spring Valley Food Bank. And Jan over there would love to help you. And uh, you can take your teenagers out and have them help uh, with distributing some of the food and some of the things that people need during this time. So, you know, Sometimes I'm nice. 
So this is my nice PSA, <laughs> Shap. Don't Shut don't let her mouth. fool you. Don't let her fool you. Although that was very nice of you. That's a really good point. So that is excellent to see people stepping up. Yes, I picked up I mean, a little garbage today. I could pick up a lot more. I'm sure. Hey, I you know we didn't even talk about it when we set this up at the very beginning. And if you don't want to, we don't have to. But do you want to like mention what you're doing now, Elizabeth? Like, or because you know you're not on you're not on the radio for people to hear anymore. People miss you. But what are you doing? I uh, I'm an oil tycoon. <laughs> I am uh, part of the <laughs> – now, I, I am working for Mansfield Energy in Mark, Illinois, and that is a company that helps distribute fuel throughout the country, throughout the U.S. and Canada, actually, so that uh, people have what they need to make their uh, vehicles, equipment, and whatnot run. And uh, I have been working at home. I have a lot of screens I'm on one right now, which is unusual. I usually have like a whole bunch of them, and um, I do a, a, a lot of oil tycoonery. Uh, you could call me an oil baron if you would nice. like. Also, nice. Nice. Yeah, I'd be fine. Uh, <laughs> but What is uh, the difference between a baron and a tycoon? I feel like a tycoon is up and coming, and a baron is more of a oh. already, like I inherited Okay. That's legit. So, I don't look it up either. I'm just going to believe you. Actually, you would be then, instead of uh, an oil baron, you would be an oil baroness. I think I would be a baroness, and I think either way, I'm going to get a Cadillac with like some sort of longhorn cattle sort of a situation, horns on the hood. I feel like that's what oil barons do. And I feel like I should probably get some sort of cowboy, cowgirl boots with some sort of. like a rhinestone encrusted outfit and really big hair. Well, your outfit was or your outfit. Your car was driving through town. Apparently uh, today there was some giant stretched limo in camo with the, uh, with the horns on the front driving through Peru today. That wasn't mine, but it's a goal. I was thinking like this, it's something like this. That yes. the horns like that. That's exactly what they had. And it was a stretched limo. Oh, yes, it was camouflage. It. I'm gonna find it. Hold on, give me two seconds. Uh, I think uh, Ivy News and Chat had it. I think. Okay. Now I saw that briefly, but I don't know what it was for. But I'm all about it. Anything with a camouflage. Hold on. Let me see. Uh, I got. I could probably find it. Uh, one of the guys see. who was trying to run for, for mayor. mayor. Yeah. Yeah. I'm pulling it up. Dun, dun, dun. Chef, could you see me trying to drive that big white Cadillac? No, I couldn't see you drive. <laughs> you I could don't. barely drive a golf cart. <laughs> there it is, this right was, there. That's exactly what you need. Look at that. Look at that. Huh? That's a great bumper. You notice this guy is also wearing a big 10-gallon hat. Is that <laughs> part of your look? It seems like it should be. I don't have a 10 gallon hat because I've only just started at this company, but I really feel like I should get one. Look how big those horns are. I could not see you wearing a 10 gallon hat because you always want your hair uh, as close to heaven as possible. I mean, and a hat would just, you know, prevent that. I'm literally wearing a shirt with a picture of Dolly Parton on it that says tease it to Jesus. (laughs) That's awesome. It's from bold and curvy. Shout out to Andrea, friend of the she's show. Wa- she's watching, yes. Yep. 
Now, how does one have more get... of those? I need to get that for my wife for her birthday, belated birthday present. She totally does. All right. Andrea, I need to order one. one of those from it's you. It's very soft. <laughs> Where does one get the camouflage? What is that, like a contact paper? That you put over... <laughs> it's a wrap. I, I believe it's a wrap. I'm sure there's a detailing place that does that for you. I just... Um... And the detailer was probably like, yeah, we could do that. Sure. How big of a car is it? How much? Great. This is going to be a giant cost. We'll do it. Can you guys see that? It says, we don't call 911 right there. <laughs> I just, I mean. Oh, put, don't put his license plate up on the screen because he's going to come and get us. That's all right. But he's driving around with that. Expect people are going to talk about it. That's true. Now- can you put that back up? Because I'm going to tell you right now, I'm pretty sure that that is a funeral home limo. <laughs> well, that's what I was going to ask you, because you could you could actually freelance with that, couldn't you? Yeah, I would. And I would drive it. I would drive the camo limo for the funeral home. I can't seconds. see it. I have no way I could see that car. Hold on. As a... As a uh... Is that a funeral home limo? I kind of think it is because, see, here's the thing about a funeral home limo. It's not like a stretch limo where there's just the one door at the front and the back. See how there's that sort of big, huge middle door, but it doesn't have a handle? Yeah. That's what they do for funeral limos. So it's like three bench seats, like the front driver's passenger seat, middle. It's like a big minivan in a, just combined into a limo. I'm confused. Okay, because, you know, I think of the hearse, and it's got the big back end where the casket just slides in the back. So what do you do? use a funeral limo for? Do you put the casket in there and then can, like, family members ride with you to the final <laughs> resting destination? No, you put the family in the funeral limo. Oh, okay. We're going We're gonna to go bury Uncle Ted in style. Okay. Like, you're too emotional. No, that's, norm- that's normal, so you though. You can't most, drive. Most- Elizabeth, most funeral homes have limos for families, right? Because I know my my dad would drive the limo for the local funeral home up in Rock Falls or Sterling for a while. It's it's definitely geographical. It's based on what funeral home it is. Some yeah. funeral homes, it's standard. That's yeah. how I started in the business. My job was to drive the funeral home limo behind the hearse in a procession with the family in it. That brand new 1999 Cadillac limo. I was driving her all around. <laughs> uh, and that was a mistake on their part. They shouldn't have had me driving that vehicle. <laughs> Not qualified, really. <laughs> um, but there are uh, many funeral homes where that's what they do. They go to the house. They pick the family up. You don't have to worry about any transportation at all on the day of your loved one's funeral. Hmm. That's the, the driving force behind it is that you don't have to worry about that. You can just get picked up, get dropped off. And as the driver of the limo, you sometimes get a real good tip. Oh, nice. Cash, which is I, lovely. I just remember the, you should do a whole podcast episode on just uh, uh, funeral home stories. That that would be probably a whole podcast right there. Episode. Oh, gosh, yeah. the, but like, the differences from going to like a funeral or a wake here in the Illinois Valley compared to like up in Chicago are vastly different. Yeah. And it's not that much, you know, the distance 
mileage wise is not that much, but the, the way that things are conducted and the way that things happen is huge. It's so strange to go from, you know, what I, um, you know, I, I, I lived on North Central and diversity in a funeral home for a year while I was in mortuary school and the way that they did things as opposed to the way we do things out here is so radically different. It's just, it's, it's, sort of unbelievable they did not have anything camouflaged <laughs> which no. is and i feel like they missed out yeah definitely because i think this could this would definitely be a popular add-on to anybody's funeral service i also enjoy the um what appears to be like a 3d what oh, is that yeah, an, an elk or a deer yeah is that a moose what is that i don't know but it's some sort of a an animal with a rack. <laughs> yeah, right here. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he's um, got, yeah, it looks like deer on the side here. I um I'm surprised this thing doesn't get into more accidents. Just cuz like Patrick says it's camel and you won't see him. Yeah. <laughs> no, you're not going to see him. <laughs> he's, he's a fool. <laughs> I just, um, can you rent something like that? Like, could people get this for, you know, um, after quarantine's over, can students in high school get this for prom? Well, this is how I'm hoping to travel to Chicago, you know. Can you get a ride? That's right. I need airport transportation. Maybe Scotty Pippen is taking that out to his hunting spot in Princeton. Oh, yeah. All the guys came out of the car with their camo vests on. Shotguns Sometimes you see him at the McDonald's. You don't know. <laughs> um, oh, that's amazing. I just oh, shit. feel like I should really reevaluate like my transportation needs. <laughs> so we're sitting here. Shaft, uh, <laughs> don't you miss being on the radio with me? Isn't I it? do. I do. I miss it. You're sad. It is. It's sad. I mean, I've I, something. I don't mind. I mean, you know, I got uh, I can hold the hold the boat on my own for the most part. And, and uh, right now I don't have any phone capabilities at my house doing the show remotely, but um, just the text line. So I don't get to hear those Dave. are my kids being loud. Stop. That's OK. Don't don't, I, look, I don't don't listen to them. The one thing that really hurts right now is I don't get my daily interaction with Kevin and Streeter, who, you know, doesn't understand texting, I think. So and he just calls me instead. So um but uh, trying to explain to him about the coronavirus and why there's a rush for toilet paper was that was something. So <laughs> that's why out of the four of us for radio, Greg, are you on the air right now? Um, it's kind of funny that you say that because uh, Terry's show is just going to be showing uh, reruns, playing reruns. Oh, okay. Until further notice, uh, there's actually no one in the XRT studios, which is it's weird. It must be like a ghost town there, very Armageddon-ish. Yeah, they were still playing records last last time I was there, but that was twenty years ago. So I yeah, don't know. they're, 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 I don't know they're still doing that. Although yeah. that old Belmont building is still there, it's boarded up and weird. But yeah, still, wants to say hi to the bed. Hey, isn't that your birthday tomorrow? Hi. I he heard said, a rumor it? that it was your birthday it? tomorrow. Hi, Felix. Happy birthday, birthday Felix. Tomorrow. Happy birthday, bud. I also heard a rumor that JC was going to sing happy birthday to you. (laughs) (laughs) I will sing happy birthday to him later. How about that? Yeah. He's uh, off to go climb into his fort for bed. So 
So I probably need to go too here, right, guys. But, uh, thank you guys again for another great podcast. Thanks everybody yes. for tuning in. A lot of good interaction today on social media for it too. So, and I think we, Iron, JC is uh, is the man for putting it all together and Iron Thank out you, things. JC. You yes. the man. Yeah, yeah, thanks, JC. No problem. I'm going to put this up. Uh, you follow us on all your favorite podcasting apps and stuff. So we'll put this up here uh, probably tomorrow morning. And I actually, Kevin Kramer, who is our, our uh, musical guest last week and actually played a couple of clips from him, uh, some of his uh, creative stuff he's done during quarantine, has just re-released a new take on... Martha and the Vandellas, or Mick Jagger and David Bowie, or Van Halen's <laughs> Dancing in the Street. Or the Grateful Dead. Hey, Kevin. Grateful Dead, too. Did you uh, give a shout-out to everybody who did the videos at the beginning? The I song? forgot to. I should, I should yeah. do that, because Sean, uh, Sean, Sean, Walsh. Sean Walsh was on there. Kevin was on hey, there. Sean. And then also, I, uh, I, I had that one from your buddy, the Hazard. Brian. Brian, yeah, Brian Hazard, yeah. Yeah. He's so, not a musician. He's just a guy who's having some fun. And I have no idea who the old guy was at the end, but he was hysterical. So <laughs> That guy is all over the place. That was a huge viral moment. Yeah. Uh, so, And I don't know who did the Bohemian Rhapsody cover. That thing was pretty sweet, too. So so go ahead, and uh, we'll sign off, and we'll leave you with this. Uh, Kevin just put this up, and so I'm going to play it right off Facebook from his page. And, right. uh, and we'll end with this tonight. Have a great Have night, a everybody. Week. Be your best. This one's not as good as last week's song. <laughs> It's my first day. Your first time messing up? <laughs> my first day. <laughs> That's surprising. Kevin Kramer. Let's hear Kevin. i
Stay safe. We'll do it again. Thanks, guys. Thank you.